Hello, world. This is Eric Dye. I'm Jeremy Smith. And I'm Phil Schneider. And you're listening to the 90th Church Mag Podcast. Basically, what he's saying is to get on the inside, you just got to shoot him some rhymes and everything will be okay. Does that mean you can finally tell everybody how to pronounce that? Oh, man. As soon as you have kids, they're calling him the Nader Tot. Oh, I cannot believe you would have just said that. This week's podcast is brought to you by Beacon Ads. Beacon Ads is an online marketplace designed to connect quality Christian bloggers and publishers with advertisers. No middleman, fully transparent, Beacon Ads is a self-service that's full of useful features for advertisers and publishers alike. Learn more at beaconads.com, that's B-E-A-C-O-N-A-D-S dot com. Or call Nathan at 360-398-5336. That's 360 360- 3985336 On this episode we talk with Nathan from Beacon Ads about monetizing your blog and a whole lot more. If you want to ask a question or send us a comment, use the Church Mag podcast hashtag #cmagcast. Now, let the fun begin. So we got Nathan Schmoyer from I'm going to say Beacon Ads because that's how I know you most, but it, there's parent companies and all that stuff. So, can you tell us a little bit about what you do? who your actual employer is. I know it might not necessarily be Beacon Addicts themselves. And then how people know you because they might not necessarily know the parent company themselves. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for having me on the show. And the the parent company is Faith Life. We're best known for being the makers of Locos Bible Software. Mm-hmm. Um, Does that mean you can finally tell everybody how to pronounce that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, Logos or Faith Life? Because Faith Life is easy. Logos is the, the one that everyone has a problem with. Uh, Logos. Oh, see, you just did it wrong there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can say um, you can say Logos or Logos. Now, we typically, we tend to say Logos in our videos and corporate communications and Lagos is a handful. People still say it that way or at some of the presentations because that's like the preferred Greek pronunciation um, from professors. And so that makes sense to publicly say it that way. But, you know, uh, my understanding is it's just a vowel. You have to say it the same way. So you can't split the difference. So you can't say Logos or Lagos. You, you just can't do that. All right. Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Now you brought it up. What's the alternate pronunciation i I haven't heard it yet Um, (laughs) okay just you know the the only thing that happens um that that does get to me a little bit and it's because you know in marketing you you want to preserve your brand and you work to try and achieve a certain look and feel and and sound and so when i see it camel cased that's it hurts (laughs) so i could say anything to anyone is like please don't camel case faith life it's one word you know, just the first letters capitalized. Everything else is lowercase. Mm. See, I, we have a similar thing at Church Mag. It's it's one mm. word, Church Mag, but the M is capitalized, mm-hmm. and it's a never-ending battle. The struggle is real. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 really hard. And autocorrect believes it's two words. They're both lowercase. So yeah. there's also that. Well, that's okay. Every every autocorrect changes my last name to Smoker. So a lot of my mail, I get, <laughs> uh, I'll get mail that has my last name as Smoker. So. That, that one story of my life. And so you get like a lot of non-smoking Google ads and stuff like that? <laughs> no, uh, actually, programmatic ad, man, we're going to jump right into it. Programmatic advertising is pretty good these days. And I sign up, um, I sign up for every newsletter. Uh, I, I, I now find myself trying to activate um, exit intents or scrolling triggers. Um, and then I just find out what they're doing and I sign up for them. So I don't know. I, I sign up for a lot of advertising. <laughs> most of it is like on how to do advertising or marketing. So, Which I think is very it, ironic. Yeah, it's meta well, fast. Yeah, yeah, uh, Nathan, you, we owe you a special place in our heart because you pay the bills, essentially, of what Beacons Ads is. So for those that have no understanding of what that means, can you mm. tell us a little bit about how beacon ads came to be part of faith life, because I know it wasn't just your own personal project that you had. And then also what is, what is the program? What is the organization? Yeah. So, um, as I was mentioning, you know, uh, beacon ads, part of a faith, uh, parent company, faith life, uh, we acquired beacon ads in, 
October 2014, and in November 2014, it became part of my job. Uh, and then uh, the easiest way to explain Beacon Ads is it's a marketplace, um, not as much as an advertising network. And there's a, there's a pretty distinct difference, but I won't get too much into the differences, but, um, you know, it allows publishers like yourselves, in this case, uh, web publishers, not um, imprint publishers, uh, allows publishers to uh, list inventory of advertising for sale in a, in a marketplace. And then it allows advertisers, so people like myself and and, you know, in this case, you know, product companies, services companies, they can come along and, and purchase the advertising. The beautiful thing about it is there's no insertion orders. There's no back and forth contracts. There's no legal teams because it's all pretty set up straightforward. If I want 30 days on your blog, um, you know, whatever the price is, that's what I pay. Um, most of the, uh, the publisher uh, advertiser split. Um, so, you know, publishers keep the 70% of the sale, 30% goes back into the marketplace. And it's, yeah, pretty straightforward. We do uh, display. Uh, so, you, you know, all different forms of display, email, RSS. We used to have the tweets, and, man, that was really nice. Uh, you, could actually, you could sign up and pay for a whole bunch of tweets, but then uh, Twitter killed that. They changed the rules with uh, usage of their API, and so we uh, – we couldn't keep that service. Yeah, well, it wasn't fair to Twitter that you could make money off of Twitter, but Twitter still couldn't make money off Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, tw- Twitter, you know, they were probably mad, yeah, and I don't blame them. I, I, you know, every once in a while, so um, utilizing the, the marketplace, I've I've leveraged the network of web publishers, and so. I do have companies coming to me wanting to do sponsored content. So I just did a campaign in November that was, you know, 14 different blogs or so. Um, we gave them some, some, some pieces to write about. They wrote about them. You know, they, they use certain links and videos, that kind of thing. And then we also even sold uh, or basically did advertising with additional social media posts. So we still do it, which is, can't automate it and I, I can only do it for bigger campaigns because it's pretty labor intensive to coordinate all that kind of stuff so who would you say nate you know so, someone's listening to the podcast mm-hmm. they're like well who is this for this is just for like the the big blogs and big websites but it's not well so yeah we should probably explain that so um you know the beacon ad network a few things that make it really unique and then who it's for you know it's all christian publishers and advertisers so you know there's a lot of different advertising uh, networks you can plug into or programmatic or ways that you could do it yourself. But uh, because of the nature of the network, like I, I keep out all the websites that don't fit. So I just say, yeah, you're not a fit here. You might try somewhere else. Um, usually that just comes in the form of a deny button. I don't really say all that. And um, <laughs> that's what I mean when I'm saying like, no, you can't come in. That's, that's what that means. And, um, and it's all Christian advertisers. So um, it is a range of websites. We have some websites that do about 10,000 impressions a month, which, you know, it's still, it's, that's really modest. Um, you know, when you start breaking down the math of click-through rates and what you can expect, um, you know, 10,000 impressions at, you know, a ridiculous click-through rate of 0.05 is, you know, you're maybe getting, you know, 50 clicks a month or something like that. It's not a lot, but you know, for some people it's worth it to do advertising that. And then we've got really big websites, you know, we've got church mag up on there. We got, you like how it did that. It was natural. Um, <laughs> it, it, it was very, you're clearly an ad man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let me say it again. We got church mag up on there. We got, uh, no, there's some big sites. Um, blue letter Bible, you know, they do like six, six point six million impressions or six million plus impressions a month. Uh, relevant magazine, religious news service, uh, Christianity today, hermeneutics, the gospel coalition, um, the gospel coalition. It's kind of like even more of a secret giant because I know, right. Cause the way they break it down, there's like the, the global <laughs> and then there's the separate sites. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, you know, it's kind of neat because those, those separate sites are actually, that's for those bloggers. So, you know, uh, Kevin DeYoung and, um, 
uh, Justin Taylor, Trevin Wax, all those guys, you know, that's uh, essentially their own sales. But it's, it sounds you know, like you're doing rapper shout outs. Yeah, you know. Uh, so shout out to Craig. Um, everybody let him know his new book, I'm Ashamed, coming out. You know, can I tell a quick story? Oh, clearly, Nate, you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, you wouldn't have had to ask that question. <laughs> so, actually, um, it was so funny. Uh, Lecrae tweeted out, it was, I think it was uh, December 27 or something like that, December 28. And um, he tweeted out, you know, a little video clip. And he's like, I'm so excited for this project or something like that. And like the video was like, or maybe his tweet was something like, you know, the one thing in my journey I regretted the most, you know, an ellipsis is like, Ooh, cliffhanger. And so I'm watching the video and if, you know, it's a cool little trailer video. And then it's got a domain name, you know, a, a domain at the end of the video basically is like, it's called action. So of course I'm going to go to the website. I want to see what's going on. Cause I heard about this book deal and uh, I heard it's a big deal. And, you know, he just got cover relevant, which, you know, I imagine was a pretty good move by somebody's publicist. <laughs> and the website was not live. Oh. And I just thought it was funny that uh, his tweet contained the words, what I regretted most about my journey. And then I went to his website and it was, it wasn't even live yet. The the company promoting the book had no idea he was going to tweet it or tweet the video. I don't, I don't know why that was relevant. I just wanted to share that. <laughs> I, I, I think it was clearly a name drop. <laughs> Yeah, it was a name drop. Well, you know, what ended up and, happening but the, was... The name drop was all basically resolves to, hey guys, I follow Lecrae on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> right. And I watch his whole video and I click on the link. I put him on a list. Of like, you know, uh, you know, he's got my Twitter list of hip hoppers and, uh, you know, I follow him on the Twitter. You, know, I, you, 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 you start this story, Nate, and I'm like, this is awesome. He has connections with Lecrae. I can get we can get Lecrae or somebody from the one one six click yeah. on like Andy Minio yeah. or something. And but no, no, it just okay. it's you watched a Lecrae video on Wait, YouTube. It gets better. <laughs> no, I just oh, watched some, okay. I just watched it on Twitter. It never went to YouTube. Um, no, so I, technically, I do have. A, I guess I would have a contact for you with, with Lecrae. I got a, a few of them actually, but. Um, it ended up did it did lead to a connection because I found the agency that was supposed to launch the site and you know I did what uh, probably most advertising people should do but they don't do is reach out to this company and say, "Hey man, I don't know if you know this, but uh, the Craig kind of spoiled your launch and your site's not live." They had no idea, um, so the 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 agency owner got back to me. And he's like, "Hey, thanks for sending me that. We're gonna work on uh, getting something up." We had no idea he was gonna tweet that out, so. It kind of, uh, I, I don't know. Hopefully, I built some goodwill there. It was the first my, this is my first interaction with them. But uh, if I make anything happen with that, I'll let you know. But th- now's the time to answer the interview. That was your first foray into the hip hop world. No, uh, I did some. Oh, yeah, whoa, okay. There's more stories here. Well, I did some work with Rapzilla. Um, probably uh, three and a half years ago. Um, uh, Chad Horton and I hooked up and uh, made some things happen uh, between Rapzilla and Logos. And we did some stuff all based around uh, some promo with 116. And um, um, we, uh, uh, as a company, we work pretty closely. Uh, we've got a great relationship with Humble Beast. Um, I know I was supposed to call Thomas uh, like two weeks ago, and I, and I didn't. And I, I haven't been able to get a chance around to give him a call, but, um, they're great. Uh, we've done video projects with them. Um, I've got a lot of ideas of other projects we might do. So, um, you know what? Not all of this has anything to do with beacon ads. And and this is probably confusing for most people, but I don't think most people realize that beacon ads is like only part of what I have to, I'm responsible for. Not only, not only that, Nate, but they're listening. This is like the church mag podcast. So they're like, okay. Is, or is this like the inside, hip-hop podcast but you know you, you let me know i i do follow the beef that happens all right man that's good well we, 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 <laughs> basically what he's saying is to get on the inside you just gotta shoot him some rhymes and everything will be okay well, I, I don't want to <laughs> perform jeremy i just think oh i do want i do want you to perform <laughs> go, for it. go ahead and perform this right now. Ugly, <laughs> no 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 this is not happening <laughs> <laughs> this could get ugly real fast. Exactly, exactly. Hey, so Nate, just drop, drop some DC lyrics, bro. No, just drop, 
Tell me, Mac is back all right. No, I. Oh no! You know, the, 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 oh. the truth of the matter is, is that when I was about fifteen, I did actually write songs and perform them. Of course with my you own did. Beats and of everything. course you did. <laughs> I had uh, I had a high school Bible teacher, and I don't know if I still have the tape, but as a prize for one of his like you know getting kids to do their work when he was <laughs> at uh, Lipscomb College. Okay, so we're talking like uber conservative uh, Church of Christ. Uh, okay, so like they don't do instruments during worship it's all yeah, yeah okay. we got one in our town yeah yeah so uh nothing wrong with love but uh so anyway uh uh he's just just a very uh plain guy uh that's the only way i can describe do you mean, him, white? Do you mean white is that what you're saying he's pretty plain <laughs> no. no no he's just <laughs> is he a fly white guy <laughs> no he's just very plain he's just very plain uh, ordinary. We could guy. read between just, the lines. You would never expect any sort of flash or anything out of him. But then, it, then he you had. Don't, this you don't expect him to jump into a taxi and head to L.A. Is what you're saying to meet up with his? Yeah. Aunt. No, he he lived alone. He was the kind of guy who went to the movies by himself, and he just like read like two or three books a day. And you know, day one of a class, he'd hand you a schedule for the entire year, and it actually would adhere somehow. I don't know how that's possible. But anyway, uh, he he made a rap record when he was in college in like in the eighties or something like that. And he had this cassette demo of it. Now, how did he do and that? Going to a um, non instrumental Church of Christ church? Did he like do beatbox for the background, or how did that work? In the eighties, they didn't use instruments; they just used samples. That's how they did it. He just had this had a beat machine, and you know, it would just do pretty standard, basic beats. Um, he had these terrible raps. Uh, oh, it's so good. And that's my story. Um, the, I gotta find you better stories because these don't really have like great endings. They just kind of <laughs> stop. <laughs> They're less endings and more like more like small reports on your life. Today <laughs> you are Twitter, and on Twitter they had this thing called tweets, and I saw a tweet and watched the video. It was pretty cool. You know, Jeremy, the next time you invite somebody out of the podcast, you should see if they've at least been on at least one interview before. <laughs> All right. Ask me some more questions. I'll get you better answers here. Otherwise, I'll just ramble. Okay. Is there like a tech question we can ask him? Yeah, I don't know. We got some tech questions. Oh, boy. So, I, I, <laughs> well, not necessarily technical. So for me, I think one of the big things you were talking about is, is who is this for? And whenever I started getting into websites and blogging and all that stuff, I, I did a little bit with church mag, but before that I said, you know what, let's try it myself. See if this is something I actually want to try to do my, in my own space. And so I started up 78 productions and I actually used you guys. And it was a initial blog post that the website guy, I think in the first five months, got about four people that saw the entire site and they did a great job marketing by not marketing. And so I'm like, well, if I'm actually going to do this, I probably should go all in. And at some point in that process, it wasn't right away. I just said, you know what? This is something I'm paying out of pocket. I'm a youth pastor that's actually raising his own money. So this doesn't make sense for me to pay for the mm-hmm. server bill. So I need to figure this out or just quit. And I think a lot of people are in that mind frame of, if this isn't, isn't actually making anything, then what's the point of actually doing it? And so I wonder for you, at least on your end, what kind of people or what kind of blogs should do this? And I'm thinking of small bloggers. I'm thinking of people that are just independent or even churches, because some churches say $12 a month for a web hosting server. That's too much. We're not doing it. Figure out a way to pay for this. Yeah, you know what? That, I just imagine that conversation actually happening. We're spending twelve dollars a month. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm not even joking. Like that's a real conversation. But you know what? To answer that question. So I just I was on the phone the other day about Kendall from thecreativepastor.com, and we uh, one of the questions I always ask when I get on the phone with a publisher is, "Why did you start the site?" what is the purpose of it and where do you see it going? And, you know, for him, it was just like, well, I just had this idea. I thought it would be kind of cool. And, you know, I just wanted, I was looking to write and share about things about, you know, for that relate to church creatives. 
he had no no intentions of turning this into a revenue machine or you know passive income which everyone thinks that you just set it forget it like it's some turkey or something it don't it you know it, it just doesn't work that way and um so the people were saying well maybe it's not worth it well maybe because your site's not either ready for advertising maybe it's not geared for advertising like you know uh, so for instance if it's a, if it's your church blog why are you trying to sell advertising what are you trying to do here? Yeah, I mean, obviously your purposes are a little, you know, disjointed here. If it's a ministry of the church, then it ought to be pointing back to the church. If this is a side ministry, well, then you need to figure out what the purpose of it existing is and why you're pointing other places or things, um, you know. And so it really comes down to you know people understanding the purpose of what they're doing and why they're doing it. And if they can decide, I, I have the conversation with people all the time though of your site's not ready for advertising because they. Sometimes people get a little upset they haven't sold any advertising, so they kind of blame me because they could have been running AdSense for you know three four months and they could have made like ten dollars hmm. maybe, and they're like I could have made ten dollars. I'm like you realize though even making that ten dollars like, how much that wasn't worth it. It just I I, I, don't, I don't know. So I uh, there is a point and it's different for everyone, especially the more uh, niche you get to hmm. where advertising is even worth doing. Um, and not worth doing. And so for some people it is worth five bucks a month. And in that case, Beacon's probably not for you because, you know, serious advertisers don't want to be spending $5 at a time. It's really difficult mm-hmm. to, to build a, a good campaign $5 at a time. I wouldn't be able to do it. And sometimes I've, I've seen what you do on Beacon Ed. Sometimes you'll throw in a couple of those, the, the smaller sites that are only 10 bucks a month, you'll throw it into a bigger package that somebody's purchasing because it is a niche blog. But but even those, you know, $10 a month kind of blogs, like you said, they're not pulling in a, a lot of traffic. No, they're not pulling a lot of traffic. And then, you know, even for me, like when I have a larger client, you know, I get orders of up to $45,000 at a time. I can't, I can't be spending $10, $15 at a time and, and manage that. You know, I still have to... You know, I have to export some data and put it in spreadsheets. And, you know, these are for hiring clients who require reporting services. And so I, if I'm doing $10 at a time, I, you know, it's just, it's killing me. So, you know, that's why, you know, there's other things also. Some websites look to sell by CPM. So the cost per 1,000 impressions rather than CPMs. Uh, this is one of the things that's pretty unique to Beacon. Um in that we sell it as a sponsorship model, if you will. Uh, you can buy on a website for 30 days or you can buy it by the CPM. But most advertisers, you, or I should actually say media buyers, because that's who's usually placing the order. There's usually someone who is not an advertiser. They're not a strategist. They'd be given an order. You go to the website. They place the order. And even the strategists, though, they don't want to think about how many CPMs and they don't even want to think about acronyms. So there's just like, just, just buy that spot over there, right there. Just buy that thing. And that's really how they want to work. So you start adding in CPM for a site that only has 100,000 impressions. That's actually not big enough, really, to be breaking down. Uh, if you're running a serious campaign, 100,000 impressions, that's... You know, that's a fair chunk, and yeah, that's a good bit, but I don't want to be slicing that up any further if I don't have to. For those that have smaller smaller blogs, and they're kind of on the edge of possibly selling some beacon ads, um, I think we should point out some of the features that you guys have, which is the, the, the filler. So if you don't have a, if you don't have a spot filled, you, you can put in a script or you can embed your own ad that goes through beacon when it's not being sold. Yeah. So backfill is a great option and so many people miss out on this, but, um, so basically if you have unsold inventory, then you have real estate that's not being utilized on your website. So, you want to backfill that with something. So that can be, you know, if you're integrating with Google, double click for publisher for short DFP. So if you're using DFP, um, you know, you can have multiple other things. You can be running ads for yourself. Maybe you've got this white paper that you want people to click on and, and download. But, you know, if you can sell the ad, it's more worthwhile for you to sell the ad. But if you don't sell it, you want to advertise your white paper. That's the way you ought to think about it. Um, you know, I had this discussion with uh, Paul David Tripp and their people, 
uh, in that, you know, you should backfill your ad zones and think about like one or two initiatives that you have that you always want to promote and put them in your backfill. Um, you know, so it's a, it's an easy way to keep your website looking good. You can make an advertisement for advertising, you know, you could make a nicer little graphic and point to your, your page on beaconads.com and hopefully, you know, more people will be drawn to it. And just the same way, you know, billboard companies don't want to let their billboards just sit there blank. They try to utilize that space as much as they can. Yeah, I know for a long time I would see that as an option, the backfill options. And I'm like, that looks so cool. I should probably use that. And then I would, you know, click on to the <laughs> next thing. And finally, Nathan was was saying to me, hey, you know, why don't you put the the the, the logos, Lagos, See, now, yeah, I'm just, now I'm just, like, nervous to say it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, imagine how nervous you'd be if you were interviewing to work at Logos. Right? <laughs> oh, my oh, gosh. That's, yeah. that's intense. I, I was writing it phonetically, and I would practice it after each interview, and that each interview person would say it differently. <laughs> they were testing you, bro. They were no, they just they're like they're like, <laughs> like like I'm gonna say it wrong and see if you see if he backs down and says it wrong too. Oh, he's a follower, not a leader. I can't have this guy on my team. No, uh, <laughs> so I have a I have a bit of a phobia in person to person conversations. I'm, I don't like saying people's names, uh, which is a terrible thing for someone who's a networker and business relies on a good network is because names are really important. And uh, you've dropped a few, this, this podcast, Lecrae and you know, the creator. No, no, no. That's easy. Names. I don't like saying people's names when they're around for fear. I'll get it wrong. <laughs> What's up? Lecrae? Oh, wait, no, um, that's wrong. You oh, gosh. Lecrae. <laughs> So, so, no, so, 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 my, yeah. so my guess is is that you would be just like sick if you had to to talk to say Andy Minio's last name. No, I, I would guess Minio, isn't it? Would you? Uh, I've been saying I said, said Minio for like four years, and then he did a whole rap song about how I'm, I'm a jerk. I know it's Minio. Yeah, say it with me, Minio. Look, here's how I look at it: is if Sway has invited him back onto the show multiple times, and that's how Sway says it, I'm gonna say how Sway says it. All right. Let's start calling him Andy Minnow. <laughs> that ain't gonna get him on your show no time no soon. Way. No way. <laughs> you're gonna get we're gonna give you a complex. You're gonna go back to your house and you're gonna be like, Okay, am I doing this right? Then you're gonna second guess yourself and then all of a sudden on Twitter we're just gonna see all these depressing tweets and they're gonna be like, Church Man did this to me, stupid podcast they listen to, and everybody's <laughs> gonna be waiting because the episode's not gonna come out for at least three weeks. Right. <laughs> it, now now should we start calling Phil Pahill? Yes. Yeah. I think that's I've gotten so many ridiculous pronunciations of my name and the inevitable like Phil styled nicknames, it really I, I had a boss in college call me Philly Cream Cheese, and that was a childhood insult that I, I suffered through oh, while grade school. I feel bad for laughing. It's okay. I'm, I've, I'm the therapy sparked. I'm okay. I'm over it. But uh, just I, I there, every, if, you, if you can hate your name, I don't hate my name, but I'm like one step from that. You know, because <laughs> there was times it's like really. Like, wh- why two letters instead of one? We couldn't have done the F? We couldn't have done that? Okay, whatever. Stupid Greek. Do, now, do you prefer going by Nate, Nathan, or Nathan? What, what do you prefer? I like Nate's dog. I like Nate dog or the Nader. <laughs> oh, man. The Nathanator. Uh, I've always... <laughs> yeah, that's so strange. I've always told people I've been called worse. Um you see, mostly on the internet, I've switched everything over to Nate. I think I still keep my corporate communications as Nathan, but that's just because I want to see who doesn't know me. Um, right, right. Because corporate. Yeah, but I, I think eventually everything on the internet will it's, finally just be Nate. Nate. It's Nate to your bros. It's Nathan to the right. man. Yeah. Right. Now, see, my name is Eric Die. Like, you can't get any shorter than that. That's easy, man. I know, right? Well, and then the question is: You get emails to die. Like a bunch of mortuaries are emailing you from their their their. their, their <laughs> yeah, that's awkward. That that, that hurt the hill. That really hurt hey, me. The hill. Hey, sorry. Pahil. <laughs> hey, Nate. Do you have a kid? No. Oh man! As soon as you have a kid, they're calling him the Nader Tot. <laughs> oh, I cannot believe you would have just said that. Okay, so that's a that's that's an internal joke. 
That's an internal joke at Faith Life. That's what the VP calls me. Oh, is it really? I, that's why I couldn't believe you just said that. And you can't correct him because he's a VP. So here's what you do. You want to retweet of this podcast. You need to tweet at Dan Pritchett. What was his name? Uh, Dan Pritchett. He's the... Oh, I thought... Sorry, I thought you said something you know, else. we got explicit real quick here. <laughs> no. No, hey, no. Eric, Eric, Eric. Faith Life doesn't cuss, okay? They don't cuss. Yeah, so. All right, that, that's, <laughs> that's, a cord- that's a cordian. I'll edit that out. Being that it's your boss and everything, we don't want to joke on no, his name. No, that's okay. I'll edit you that can out. keep his name in here. He's, he's, he's public on it. Dan Pritchett, you want to tweet him. Let him know about this podcast. And the, you mentioned Nader Tot. He'll, he'll appreciate that. Eric, seriously, though. Faith Life, they don't, they don't cuss. Okay, it's all right. Accord, accordance, though, they swear all the time. Those guys are just always swearing. <laughs> just dropping cuss words like oh, filthy mouths. Hashtag Nader Tot. Oh, geez. Yeah, he's going to love it. Make him so, one last, so one last question before we totally make a mess of this whole podcast. Yeah, let's make uh, a mess of it. It's what we do. Yeah, it is what we It's do. what we do. So for those that are, let's just assume, okay, the blog fits with advertising because we have at least 3000 people visiting the site a month. We have a very niche program. We know what we're talking about. Kind of like where I was at with my blog three, three years ago. What are some good strategies, at least on the bloggers end that they can do to make their, the people advertising on their site happy. And then also really do well, at least in the eyes of beacon ads to, continue to be successful because I know from my end, and I don't know about this for you, Eric, but I know my end getting people to come to my sites and advertise wasn't as tough as you'd think it is keeping them for more than a month or up to three. That was really difficult. So any suggestions on your end, at least as far as trying to make that happen? Well, so people aren't running uh, the same campaign nonstop very much. Um, I think the speed of the internet really has gotten everyone and 30 days is kind of just a pretty much a standard. If you get someone who's running ads longer than that, there's a handful of things happening there. Either, um, you know, your site has a lot of unique traffic monthly. Um, and so it's not many return visitors and this is great for websites that are, you know, uh, that do really well on uh, search engine pages. Uh, so they draw a lot of traffic that way. Or you really genuinely have a campaign that's just so green that it can run. So I, I do. I have a campaign that's evergreen. Um, you know, I buy and sell uh, advertising, both in Beacon and non-Beacon stuff. So for Logos, uh, I bought a zone probably, I don't know, 18 months ago. Uh, on bestcommentaries.com, so well before we we acquired Beacon Ads. And I have that campaign running because it's a fantastic campaign. It, it generates new accounts for me. So the things I look for as an advertiser, so I can speak to both sides here, the things I look for an advertiser is I want great positioning on the website to optimize potential click-throughs, but then I actually want real click-throughs and not bounces. I've had some sites where you know I look at the click-through rates and it's great. And, but then I actually dig further into it and it, it, you know 98% of it bounced. And so that could be a handful of things. I could have bought uh, a website that has nothing but robo traffic, um, which I found out that site was, and they're no longer on Beacon. Um, there was, uh, you know, there might be sites where I just don't get the, the number of clicks I need to justify the cost. Um, so really, at the end of the day, you know, publisher's responsibility is to make sure the advertiser wins. But it can't be at the sacrifice of your readers. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm going to put somebody on blast here. I, I probably shouldn't do it. Go, but I'm gonna go, do it. go. Uh, you know, Christian Post is so bad. And it's because they hate their reader so much. <laughs> he went there. I'm, I'm part Baptist, so preach it, this, sir. Preach it. Keep yeah, going. Keep going. No, they hate their reader so much. And you can't even read an article. Like, you know, every once in a while, when I actually see a good headline, I'll click through on one of their links. And you can't read it because, you know, especially on your phone, you've got their first is an interstitial. All right, and then you scroll, and then there's a it, it, okay, it triggers a pop up. Okay, it's fine. But then there's a fly under. Okay, and then there's a video that's playing in a sidebar you can't find. 
And, you know, I, I work off a MacBook Pro. I work at a software company where our internet is really fast, and I don't know the technical jargon. And I can't get that site to load under several minutes. I mean, those are significant issues you should never do to your readers. Um, so, yeah, you should never make sacrifices uh, for your advertising at the expense of your readers. Unless it's really worth it. And I mean, it better be really worth it. Um, I'm trying to think one site that, uh, I love going to, to see how they're doing advertising. They're not a, a beacon customer, uh, is the blaze.com. Uh, and they do, you know, they do the full backdrop with a full giant scoreboard and sometimes interstitial on top of that. And it's all interconnected. And sometimes it's a little over the top. Um, you, know, you kind of have to think like just offshoot of Fox News over the top is how it is. Yeah. <laughs> now, I am uh, from Colorado, so just to clarify, you're not talking about Blaze and and uh, illegal sense. You're talking about no, 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 the Blaze. Blaze. In, you got it. Yeah, just to be careful. Careful how you type that in the browser. <laughs> it's Glenn Beck's uh, uh, blog uh, news site. It's a big deal. It's bigger than CNN and traffic. Um, but anyway. What I was saying is yeah, they go crazy on that. But so publishers really just need to think about, you know, what's going to make the advertiser win, but not at the expense of my readers. Mm-hmm. And you know, sometimes that combination means low price and decent, good positioning. Uh, sometimes it means less ads. It's crazy how much people don't understand that less advertising on your site can make you more money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they think they have to just keep adding ad zones everywhere. And it's like, well, what if I did a 468 under my 728 by 90? And then I could have, you know, several scoreboard and leader on the sides. And then I could, it, you know what? You're just getting crazy here. And I, I seriously <laughs> have seen people try and splice 50,000 impressions, 12 different ways. And it, that's just, that's un, unrealistic. You know, start with one ad zone and start with a low price. So, you know, people say, how do I price it for 30 days? Well, it's a real simple equation. If you have 40,000 impressions, divide that by 1,000. Okay, so it's going to give you the number 40. Okay, we take 40 and we divide that. Uh, you, you want to figure out uh, what that would uh, times that by your rate of $1. So that's $1 CPM. That's what we're trying to do here. And that would be $40. That's, that's your first formula you should do. Price at $1 CPM, and that's how you would get it. So if you approximately deliver 40,000 impressions a month, that would, you should start selling that zone for $40 and go from there. If it doesn't sell, you know, you can actually try um, the Blazing Center. That's a totally different website now. The Blazing Center with Stephen Altregi <laughs> and Barnabas Piper, um, you know, John Piper's son. Just plug so, that. so wait, there's the Blazing Center and someone with the last name Pipe. Piper. Piper. Sorry, I got, I got lost again. Go ahead. Oh, man. You guys were right. This is, you're totally annihilating it. So, anyway. <laughs> no. He's like, I'm distancing myself from the situation. I don't know if we should. No, you know what? Remember what I said before about tweeting my boss? still on with us. <laughs> Usually, I mention, when I mentioned Barnabas Piper, people are like, is that John Piper's son? I'm like, yeah, you know, it's amazing. He's still name dropping too. Like, yeah, it's John Piper's son, and I don't know him, but I know his name. So, no, we had a chance. We had a chance to meet and hang out this past oh my summer. Gosh, all right, I gotta go, guys. <laughs> I gotta play at eight o'clock. Is he really gone? Yeah, I have to go for real. Sorry. Oh, <laughs> oh we thought I'm that not, was an act, Phil. I'm not joking. No, I have a men's thing at eight o'clock. I gotta roll. See you guys. All right. But you know, they're pro- they weren't able to. For a while, they couldn't sell their advertising. We're talking like six different zones, and they're totally, they got enough traffic to sell those zones. And I, I told Steve, and I'm on the phone with him, I said, raise your price. Your price is too low. You got to raise your price. We raised his price, and it sold out for like three months straight. And he, it was kind of counterintuitive. But at this point, you know, what, what was happening is if you go to the car lot and you see all the cars are, you know, eight to $12,000. And then there's one random one that's for $2,000, but it looks just as good as all the others. You know, no one's going near that. They're like, ah, something's wrong with that. Mm-hmm. What's going on over there? And that was actually the issue is that, and I hope he doesn't mind me saying that, but because um, they're great. I, they're one of my favorite publishers. Um, they, they constantly produce uh, great articles. Um, but uh, yeah, that was, that was the issue with them is that the prices were too low and we had to raise the price. Uh, and then that ended up working out 
pretty well. And I've been able to get them on a few different campaigns that I run for different clients. And so it's been good. I will say from my end and Eric, if you want to, if you have two cents from the illustrious church mag, but I know from my standpoint and I don't have necessarily the permission of who had kind of taught me this, but um, whenever I went into the advertising process, I waited until I got the one and I was comfortable all my bills are being paid and it's hosting and a domain name. And so I basically need one. Okay. Advertiser. And once I had that one, okay. Advertiser, which was Lightstock, I love Lightstock, and they were amazing mm-hmm. in this process. And I actually had them for, I think two years in this process straight. And so they made my life easy. And once I had that, then I started trying to actually develop relationships with people that would be potential advertisers. Mm-hmm. And I started to develop that process and then also just tried to make sure that I was making sure it was valuable for them and, and making sure I, I said positive things in this process. And if I didn't like them, I didn't accept them as an advertiser. I said no a lot of different times because I had that security of light stock and mm-hmm. being able to, you know what? That's one thing focus. I would love to touch on real quick is the fact that uh, with beacon ads, this is a, a very clear distinguisher uh, between our marketplace and other networks is in typically in networks they say, okay, you need to embed is 300 by 250 uh, ad zone on your right sidebar. Okay. And uh, because you've signed up for this network, whatever we advertise will pop up through your, your website and we will pay you on that. So they'll give you, you know, 50 cents CPM, but it's guaranteed. So that's good money. Right. And, uh, you know, but the problem here is you have to just let come through what comes through. Or if you run with AdSense, um, one of my favorites is I'm not putting this person on blast. But um, they wrote an article about um, female modesty in their clothing. And one of the ads that popped up on their website through AdSense was a girl in a bikini. Naturally. <laughs> yeah, because AdSense is working dynamically. And it doesn't understand context in the way that we do. And so, you know, with Beacon, you can tell an advertiser, no. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And so you can tell the advertiser, hey, no, and then put some tips. But I would if you do these things to your creative. And so I, I, there's a few, you know, we have a few um, publishers. I really appreciate the amount of attention. You know, I'll, I'll, I will point out, you know, one of them, Ann Voskamp, um, they're very particular about how the ad looks on the site. It can't just be this flashing green with red arrow animated, you know, click here kind of thing. You're not allowed to do that. So if you want to be on Ann Voskamp's website, you need to not only um, be willing to pay because it's a very premium site and does amazing, um, but you have to be able to fit in with her messaging. You have to fit in with her uh, style you have to fit in with what her readers care about and that's the things those are the things that take publishers to the next level and really allow them to to get where they want to go mm-hmm. uh, you know because of that type of um, requirement they set the bar high um, but obviously you know she's been building hers her platform for some time now yeah plus in Voskamp she has her own look and style a mm-hmm. very artful style so those kind of kind of atypical flashy ads would just yeah it, it would totally hurt the reader and that's an instance where you're where the publisher is considering and keeping the readers you know front and center mm-hmm. in in the process yep totally cool that's all i have i mean i could just name drop for like <laughs> however long you want <laughs> what why don't, why don't you name drop where people should go to find all the yeah, awesome so beaconads.com that's the place to go um and it's pretty simple. It's it's free to sign up. It's free to be a publisher. There's no fees on that. Um, you can go right through the network. There's no uh, gating mechanisms to keep you going through there. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, my phone number is right on the website, uh, right where it says optimize your ads with A-B testing. And it says call and ask for me. Um, but you can also hit me up on email, uh, nathan.smoyer at faithlife.com. Uh, you're not going to edit that out, no, are you? No, what? No, uh, no. Okay. I, in, in okay, fact, I I'll, I'll even play it twice. What, Nathan.Smoyer at FaithLife.com? Yes. And here it is, as promised, again. Uh, Nathan.Smoyer at FaithLife.com. And once more, just to be annoying. Uh, Nathan.Smoyer at FaithLife.com. Wait, 
Nathan or Nate? And now I'm, I'm so confused. Now. <laughs> well, yeah, you can actually. Uh, no, don't confuse them. All right, yeah, it's just Nathan.smore at faithlife.com. Is the website working? Because I know last time we had had that interaction online, you were still trying to get things. No, or was that Lecrae that that happened to? I'm so confused. <laughs> yeah, maybe that was Lecrae. I apologize. <laughs> It was Billy Graham. We were, I mean, we were having a conversation. We just got done having coffee, and so I just. I've, yeah. No, I've not ever interacted <laughs> with Billy Graham yet. Uh, yet, not yet. No, <laughs> says um, the ad man. I mean, you gotta understand. Like, we're all like two, three degrees away from everybody. Our community is so small. It's so true, Nate. No, I'm pretty sure Billy Graham's like a hundred degrees away from people. He no, no, no. Because if you if you've ever spoken or met Ed Stetzer. Which obviously we all have. Jeremy, he just did it again. <laughs> Most naturally, yeah. Um, yeah, so and we're, we're, I don't know if we're wrapping up, but I wanted to real quick touch on a few other things. How is Ed, Nate? Uh, you know, I haven't spoken to Ed in a few months since I was last at Lifeway, but um, I guess maybe the next time I see him. I don't know Ed like that. All I know is that last year at NRB, are you guys going to be at NRB this year? There you go. There's your answer. That <laughs> crickets. Uh Man, that was good. Should we? Uh, no, I mean, it's the National Religious Broadcasters, and we're not broadcasters. Yeah, we're podcasters, and that's... Podcast, yeah. Different word. Yeah. I think you guys could line up some seriously awesome... You should probably tweet them and be like, Nate's where said that we should be there. Why should we be there or something? Just hang out in the lobby. Okay, someday, someday somebody from Church Mag will, will, will go to NRB if you promise to take them with I'll you. I'll be there this year. I'll be on the digital marketing panel. What about next year? Justin Wise will be uh, MCN. If they invite me back. All right, we'll do a good job so they invite you back. Okay? I think they did because last year what I did was I had two minutes on stage and I, I somehow explained Beacon Ads, gave out my personal cell phone number and then also uh uh ask people to tweet photos of me on stage uh for a chance to win uh starbucks gift card. things nate will do to win free starbucks i will say card. this nate i your christian christian post or christian post whichever one is the terrible one anyways yeah. i have the secret love language of being terrible on the or making people mad on the internet and so I'm afraid mm. if I go to these conferences, then I actually have to talk to them in person and deal with them. So I don't want to do right. that. And Jeremy would be like, Jeremy would be like, I'm a super awesome staff writer, awesome guy at Church Mag. Can I represent Church Mag? And I want to say yes, but then I think of his <laughs> his giftings. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to happen because of it's it. Like, can we? Can, can, no, you know what? I, and that's when I say maybe we should establish. Church Mag is an LLC officially just to keep everybody safe. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, I don't typically put people out there like that, but I, I just be, we're being frank here and that, you know, yeah. Hey, I, tell myself, I tell myself that every single time someone yells at me on the internet, I'm just being frank here. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently Frank is, is a bad guy online. Mm-hmm. And we know they're yelling cause they use all uppercase. They do. <laughs> they really do. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I was, what I was going to say is, you know, I, I felt like we we're almost wrapping up, but I was afraid I, I wouldn't get it. I wanted to give a plug to a, a few different things if I could. All right. Give your shout outs. Okay. So here's what I got to do. So if you already got my email, but here's the deal. Even if you're not looking to work with me on Beacon Ads, I do a lot for Faith Life. So technically my position is uh, manager of new product marketing. Uh, so that includes uh, Proclaim, which is our cloud-based church presentation software, which you guys need to keep your eyes peeled in the next two months because we have some awesome things that are likely to roll out. Um, new Oops, I probably wasn't supposed to say that. I can edit that out. You can edit that one out. You can edit that one out. Um, but we got, we got a lot of new things coming up. We got a little hackathon coming up with our design team. We're going to be pumping out some new media and graphics. Uh, That one you can keep in. Um, We have uh, Sound Faith with, if you haven't been there yet, it's still in beta, um, but a lot of new things coming up with that. So soundfaith.com, faithlifetv.com, or Faithlife TV in the Roku or uh, Apple TV store. Um, Very exciting pieces with that. And... um, you know, those are, those are just a few of the projects I'm working on, but Proclaim and Beacon right now are my, my top two uh, items. And we've been seeing amazing growth, amazing things coming through with Proclaim. 
So uh, just in case anyone's listening to this and is looking for a promotional giveaway. What are you trying to say, Nate? Uh, if somebody's uh, listening to this. No, <laughs> at least, my mom listens to this every <laughs> single time. So we have at least one person every single time guaranteed. No, no. I was saying, like, just in case anyone is listening to this who wants to work with me in doing oh okay giveaways, cross promotions uh not just advertising on beacon basically if you go to faithlife.com slash about okay watch the video there if anything there slightly piques your interest i'm the person to call and get in touch with or email my website you know all that stuff it's it's really easy just google how to get in touch with me it's so easy uh and and, then, and give me a call, and, and that's what we should do. So I just want to make sure I got that's, that plug out there. So just just Google contact Nate, and then Google will tell you. Basically, Actually, I'm telling you right now. You Google how to contact Nate Smoyer, and you're going to find it. I, I believe you, but just do, do we have to put the last name? I, I, I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so ba- I'm not, basically, <laughs> basically, what you're saying is that people want to make some cheddar and, and shoot some rhymes back to you. They should connect with you. That's what, That's what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> what was that? Was that your hip hop lingo, Jeremy? I was He's trying to trying. think of a Christian. I was thinking of a Christian rapper, and I couldn't come up with anything but grits. And they're like so out of reference. Oh no! <laughs> I'll tell you, my favorite. Oh, right now, I still I love listening to Jackie Hill Perry. That that's 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 the the chart topper right there. Shout out to Jackie right there. The deep dig. So if so, if you have a blog. You have a website and you're like, hey, I would like to monetize this. You know, look around Beacon Ads, see what kind of impressions you need to start doing that. And if you're not to that level yet, man, don't worry about it. Just keep doing your thing and uh, put your writing first. And, you know, if if it ends up being something you can monetize, great. Just make sure that you love what you're doing. Yeah. Look, if you're doing it for the money, you're going to be disappointed. You're always you'll always be disappointed. So if that's the only reason you're trying to run the blog or you run the website or building something up, if it's if it's only about the money, at the end of the day, that's all that's keeping you from doing it. You'll always be disappointed. Hey Nate, thanks for being on. Congratulations on your recent or fairly recent engagement. Yeah, pretty pumped about that. I'm so glad I got that. 100% conversion rate on that. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, we loved hanging out with you. Let's do it again next week. If you have a podcast idea, would like to send Jeremy some pushback, or you'd like to tell Phil where you're from, use the hashtag CMAGCast, or use our online form at churchmag forward slash riddle me this. Until next week. Now we have to edit all this part out, Jeremy. Because <laughs> you like totally died. You're, you're making this sound like you don't have a lot of editing to do. I don't know. I don't know. No one actually knows how much I edit. I don't. What would be a good wrap up for this? Um... The Church Mag Podcast is proudly hosted on Buzzsprout.com. Well, I just got upgraded to Logo Silver. So, who do you love more?